Hey friends, I am Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson and you can call me PBJ. This is the Love Always PBJ podcast, my letter of love to millennials. Listen, I'm sharing all the good wisdom, all the life lessons, all the mistakes so you can learn from mine and not make any of yours. On this podcast, we focus on three things. Number one, identity that is securely rooted in Christ. Number two, a purpose that flows from a heart to serve. And number three, relationships that are worth the cost. So if you are new here, welcome. We are so excited that you have joined us for this conversation today. Pull up a chair, have a seat at the table. Uh, We're just going to be here for a few minutes, but it's going to be a good few minutes. If you are new and you're not following me on Instagram, come on, what's taking you so long? Go on to Instagram and follow me at Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson. There on Instagram, on Mondays, you get a spoonful of PBJ, just a little bit of inspiration for your week. And then on Wednesday, you get a new episode of this podcast to get you through that hump day. So y'all, let's walk this thing out together. Let's do life together. Today, friends, I'm coming for imposter syndrome. Can we just talk about it? Can we go there? I am coming after imposter syndrome. I was having a conversation with one of my millennial friends this week at work, accomplished woman, accomplished woman. This woman has three or four degrees. She just got a new fantastic job, a wonderful new job. And we were celebrating that and talking about it. And I'm not even sure how we got into imposter syndrome. But even after accomplishing so much in her life at such a young age she still struggles with the thoughts and feelings of being fraudulent and do I belong and should I be given this opportunity and if I tell the truth here I am with my 40 year old self still struggling with it as well her question got my attention she said how do you fight imposter syndrome And I'm not going to lie to you. In that moment, I fumbled over it a little bit because in my head, I was like, sis, I mean, you tell me when you when you figure it out, let's figure this thing out together. But y'all know PBJ, I had to dig into it because once it came to my attention, not just that I was fighting it, but that my millennial friends are, are going through it. I had to figure something out. So today I'm going to share with you um, some lessons, some tips concerning imposter syndrome. So first of all, let's talk about what imposter syndrome is. If you've never heard of it, um, I, I would be surprised if you've never experienced it, but maybe you don't know that it has a name. Imposter syndrome is a feeling of fraudulence, like we haven't learned, earned our positions, like our skills and experience do not measure up, um, like whatever we bring to the table is not good enough. Um, like we don't belong. Um, of course, you know, you want to learn about something like this, you go to a Ted talk. So that's what I did. Went to a Ted talk. And in that Ted talk, it was so interesting. It mentioned that Maya Angelou 
has a quote that says, I run a game on everyone and they're going to find me out. It also talked about Albert Einstein, who called himself the involuntary swindler. So you may notice that there are very accomplished people. It's so interesting. I've never heard a lazy person say, you know, I just don't feel like I belong. Maybe they have. I haven't heard them say it. Every time I'm having a conversation or hearing a conversation about imposter syndrome, it is with people who have accomplished things in their lives. It's with people who are a pretty big deal in their circles, but they still have this feeling of, I don't belong here and somebody is going to find me out. You know, I was trying to think about how does it manifest itself in my life today? It's not what it used to be, um, but it is still very much present. Even this week, um, I found myself in meetings. And of course, all of our meetings are virtual right now. But even in virtual meetings, the first thing I do is look around and see who else is there. Is there another woman there? Is there another person of color? Am I the youngest person here? And and the thing for me, um, especially when I'm invited to meetings that I don't lead. um, So if it is uh, a meeting of folks who are above me in the organizational chart, I'm always thinking, okay, should I present my piece and then and leave? Um, Do they expect me to stick around? Um, Maybe they want me to exit the meeting so that they can talk about important things without me being here. Um, I'll turn my camera off after I speak because I don't want to bombard the table and be at the table when I shouldn't be at the table. This is my internal conversation with myself. I'm sitting here having this conversation with myself as the meeting is getting started. And you know something that I noticed this week? My colleagues, some of my colleagues, they don't seem to be having that same conversation with themselves. While I'm asking the question, should we leave? Should we stay in this meeting? Or My colleagues get really comfortable and hang out if they've been invited. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now I'm wondering why I don't feel the same way. It is the imposter syndrome, the feeling that I haven't done enough to be here, or somehow I made it, somehow I got here. And at some point, somebody's going to recognize that I'm not actually smart enough to be here, or I'm not actually good enough to be here, or I I don't actually have enough experience to actually be at this table. Y'all, it is all the self-talk. It is all this self-talk of I'm not good enough. And when is the um, when is all of it going to come down and everybody going to recognize that I am not what they think I am? We are coming after imposter syndrome today. One of the things that we can do is talk about it and name it. Know that it has a name and know that you are not the only one affected and know that you are not alone. You are not alone in this. Um, So we're going to break this down and really get, let's get straight to it. What can I do about it? What can I do about this feeling of fraudulence? Like I don't belong, that I shouldn't be here, that I haven't earned my way in, that somebody gave me a free ride and everybody's going to know it. What can we do about it? Let's dig in. Let's get it, y'all. So the first thing that I would encourage you to do is to renew your mind. The first thing you got to do is get after those thoughts. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You got to get after those thoughts and you've got to start reframing 
those thoughts in your mind. Romans 12 and 2, and this is from the New Living Translation. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Um, The King James Version says, um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, In our current culture, people may call it visualization. Some people may call it manifesting. Let me tell you, friends, it's straight word. Okay. It came from Romans 12 and two, but all of it is right. It's right. It's powerful. And it works. What you want to do is start to change that filter in your mind um, that tells you that you're not good enough, that tells you that you don't belong by capturing those thoughts and reframing them or recreating those thoughts. The first thing you have to do is take it captive. What do I mean? So as I'm having this conversation with myself, meeting is getting ready to get started and I'm having this conversation with myself. Should I stay? Should I go? Um, When, you know, should I turn my camera on this whole thing? Instead of going down that bunny trail in my head, stop that thing. As soon as it starts to happen, as soon as I start to hear, I might not belong in this room. Do they really want? Nope not today. You are here, you belong here, and you're going to do your thing. And it takes practice. It takes practice, my friends, to first identify the thought. You have to identify the negative thought, then you have to stop the negative thought, and then you have to replace the negative thought with a powerful positive thought. So let me say that one more time. You got to identify the negative thought, then you have to stop the, the negative thought or the train of thoughts, and then you need to replace the negative thought with a powerful positive thought. And that is how you renew your mind. And it is a process. You do it over and over and over. But here's the beautiful, awesome thing about how we were created. Science teaches us that the more you replace those uh, negative thoughts with positive thoughts, your brain will begin to produce those positive thoughts negatively or naturally. And those negative thoughts will wane away because you are intentionally training your mind how to think. We are powerful beings. We were created with so much power and we don't live in a fraction of the power that we were created with. And one of the powers we were created with is to condition and train not just our bodies, but we can train our thought processes. And we can recreate any negative stream of thought. And listen, maybe you didn't even create it in the first place. Our thoughts come from all of our experiences. It comes from what we've been taught, what we've been told, what we've seen. Sometimes it's our culture. Sometimes it's our family background. There are so many places that these thoughts are formed. It's not always your fault, but it is your responsibility to do something about it. So we have got to start identifying identifying the thoughts that are holding us back, um, those thoughts that are crippling
crippling us in our process. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to achieve. Um, we're trying to accomplish. And there are literally thoughts that hold us captive in our place and will not allow us to be everything that we were created to be. We are coming after those thoughts. Starting today, we are coming after those thoughts. We're going to identify those thoughts. We are going to stop those thoughts and replace those thoughts with positive, powerful thoughts. So the first tip of fighting imposter syndrome is to renew your mind. Take those thoughts captive and recreate them. Retrain our filter, retrain our mind to see ourselves in the space doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing. So instead of me having this conversation with myself before the meeting, the conversation I'm going to start having with myself is, uh, sis, Go in there. You got your notes. You know what you need to say. Turn your camera on. Smile real big. Say good morning to everybody and let's get it. Let's do this thing. And I know that I am still going to have the feeling. I am going to have that feeling. But what I am going to say is going to be what I want to see to happen. I'm going to say what I want to see. Somebody hear me. Say what you want to see. And the more you say what you want to see, the more you will see what you want to see. Come on. Y'all with me this morning? We are coming after imposter syndrome. The second way that we are fighting imposter syndrome is to remind yourself of your track record. Listen to me, friends. This is not about bragging. This is not about patting ourselves on the back. This is about collecting evidence. Okay. Can we collect some evidence? Because imposter syndrome actually normally doesn't have a lot of evidence in your life to prove itself. What do I mean? So I just told you that I struggle with it, right? I have a whole doctoral degree. I wrote a whole dissertation. I have three degrees and 20 years of experience in the work that I do. This is evidence. This is not bragging. This is evidence. 20, 21, 21 years of experience, three degrees, researched, published a whole book that I wrote called a dissertation. I think I belong in the room. I think I have something to contribute. I've been serving students and educating students for most of my life at this time. For most of my life at this moment, I think I have something to contribute to the room. Like I said earlier, I've never heard a person who's not accomplishing struggle with imposter syndrome. I've always heard people who have accomplished a lot, people who have done so much, people who have come from such a long ways struggle with, do I belong here and am I good enough? I am going to challenge you to remind yourself of your track record. I'm going to challenge you to sit down and read your own resume. Sit down, pull up your resume, and I want you to review your own resume. 
I want you to remind yourself of what you bring to the table. Again, this is not being haughty. This is not about being puffed up, but this is about applying logic to the feelings that you are having and, uh, and identifying if the logic aligns with the feeling. You have done so much. The fact that you would listen to a podcast like this, the fact that you're still listening at this point tells me that you are a person of accomplishment, that you have done some phenomenal things, probably way before your time, things that maybe 2% of the world has done. You have done, you belong in the room. I always think that we use wisdom, right? So just being in the room doesn't mean that I always have to speak up or I always have the answer or I always know what direction we should go in. That's okay. All of us are human. And can I tell you a secret? The folks that you're sitting at the table with, they don't have all the answers either. Have you ever sat in a meeting and felt like, is this this life? Is this real life? Did they just say that? And no shade, love my people, no shade, maybe a little bit shade, but I'm coming back now. Okay. They don't have all the answers either. Nobody at the table does. That's why we all come together and work on this together. So I need you to collect your evidence Read your, read your own resume. If there are articles about you, read your articles. If there are letters to you, read some of those letters. Not to puff yourself up, not to be prideful, because my my friends, that does not work and it does not last long. But to use logic to say, I have accomplished a lot. And if I've accomplished that much, what's stopping me now? What's to say I don't belong now? Remind yourself of your track record. Here's my last tip for today. Take the leap. Just do it. Do it afraid. Do it nervous. Do it with doubts. But just do it. Um, Mel Robbins is a a public speaker and she does a lot. And she's got some TED Talks out there. And Mel Robbins talks about the five second rule. Um, And and according to Mel, um, that if you don't do a thing within five seconds, whatever the thing may be. um, She used an example. If everybody in a conference is getting up to dance and if you sit there and answer analyze it for five seconds or more, you're not going to get up because you've just rationalized yourself out of it. Or if you think of a phenomenal idea, if you don't take action, write it down, put a note in your phone, tell somebody about it. If you don't take action on that thought in five seconds, you're going to rationalize it away. And Mel Robbins talks about how we are phenomenal creatures and how many of our ideas and thoughts we just toss away. We just give it away and just let it fly. It was no big deal. It wouldn't have worked anyway when it really could have been super phenomenal and exactly what we needed in the time. So what Mel says is give yourself five seconds. She counts down five, four, three, two, one, do it. 
Five, four, three, two, one, do it. So an example is my morning alarm. Y'all know I like to get up early. This is when I can record the podcast. This is when I can have devotion. This is when I get my greatest ideas first thing in the morning before everybody else gets up. But it is not easy to get out of that warm bed at 430 in the morning to do anything. It really feels like that's the time that I can get the best sleep if I just curled back up and turned around and went back to sleep. So I had to set myself up. I put my phone away from me so that I physically have to get up to turn it off. And then I'm up. So then I don't even have time for the conversation of, oh, I could sleep 30 more minutes or, oh, I could sleep 20 more minutes. It's done because I physically have to get out of the bed to turn off the alarm so it doesn't disturb my husband. And then I'm up. Once I'm on my feet, there's no conversation. Let's do it. Let's get after it. So whatever that thought is you are having whatever that idea is maybe it's speaking up at work maybe it's pitching your idea or starting your business or applying for school how many phenomenal opportunities have you given up on or thrown away because you have rationalized it away so this is the action step faith without action is is dead faith without works is dead if you don't put action behind your faith it's going to come to nothing so take the leap do it afraid do it nervous do it without but just do it i mean do it with doubt but just do it just do it just get it done all right so we're renewing our minds We're taking captive all of those negative thoughts. We're stopping that thought stream and replacing them with powerful, positive thoughts. We are reminding ourselves of our track record. Read your resume. Remind yourself. Read it out loud if you need to so that you can hear it. Again, not to be prideful, but we're collecting evidence. And your evidence will show that you are capable. You are strong, you are intelligent, and you belong at the table. And number three, we're taking the leap. We have to do it before we feel it. Did y'all hear that? Sometimes you got to do it before you feel it. And then the more you do it, whatever your it is, the more comfortable you will feel doing that. Here's the bottom line. And you know that we talk about identity that is rooted in Christ on this podcast. How can we glorify God for his masterful creations and omit the work that he has done in us? How in the world can we talk about how great he is and how wonderful all of his creation is and leave out our own creation story? Um, there's a song that we sing and in, in church and one of the lines says, mighty are the works of your hands. And when I think about that song, we are the works of his hands. Everything else he spoke into existence for us. He stooped down, put his hands in dirt and formed us. We are the works of his hands and we are mighty. How dare we shrink back from being all that God has created us to be. It's time for a perspective shift. We are created to bring glory to his name. How do we bring glory to his name when we are paralyzed in time by our own thought processes? How do we bring glory to his name if we give him credit for being able to do all kinds of miraculous things, but he's not strong enough to help us to accomplish what he's called us to do? Either he is or he's not. 
And my friends, I'm here to tell you that he is. So even in your limitations, which all of us have them, even in your shortcomings, with which all of us have them, when you have a relationship with God, he takes your human and makes it superhuman because he brings the super to the table. So you can do difficult things. You can do new things. You can accomplish big things, not just because of who you are and what he's already given you, but he also gives you power on top of who you are to accomplish the thing that he's called you to do. So when it comes down to it and we're fighting imposter syndrome today, it comes down to, wait a minute, who does the glory go to and where did the power come from? If it came from God and he's perfect, then why can't I sit at the table? Why can't I be the one to accomplish the thing or do the whatever? My friends, you can do it and you do belong. Because you are a mighty creation by the hand of God. So I told you today, we're coming after imposter syndrome. And it takes practice. It doesn't go away overnight. And it still might try to linger there. It's okay. It can hang around, but it cannot be in charge. We are taking captive our thoughts. We are reminding ourselves of our track record. We are taking the leap and we are making the decision to glorify God with everything he has given us and everything he has called us to do. One thing I've always said, friends, is when I arrive in heaven, (laughs) that beautiful day that I close my eyes on this side, And I open my eyes in that majestic place and I have this opportunity to stand before God. I want to make sure that I die empty. I don't want to leave this earth full of all the stuff that he had planned for me to do. I want to leave it all here on this earth and I want to go and start a new life in heaven and just glorify him forever. I want to fill the earth with everything that he's given me. And then when it's my time to rest, I want to rest. I want to rest. So that's just my mentality. That's my thought. Um, Again, a lot of us struggle with imposter syndrome. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to allow it to rule. We're not going to allow it to take control. Um, It can hang out. It might hang out, but it cannot be in charge. So let's get after it, friends. Listen. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Download this podcast. Leave a comment. Um, That helps other people find out about it. Share it. Um, I hope that you will continue to take this ride with me. Always remember, you are powerful. You are significant. And you are loved. Love always. PBJ.